So welcome to uh, a Sunday edition of Church and Other Drugs. Today we got Andrew Shipman and Kenan Kofke. Yo. Kenan's never... Wait, have you been on? Yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, we did. Furnace Fest recap, bro. That's right. That's right. So uh, these guys are part, are, uh, part of the... Uh, patreon zoom small group thing we started i like to call it the inner circle yes the sanctum the 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 <laughs> sinners and sanctum um so i wanted to uh, have them on today because so we've been we always all of our conversations um seem to go lately to doom and gloom about like how 2022 <laughs> is going to end everything but we will get to that so this is this is how my Sunday started. I so I logged in or I watched um, Woodland Hills Church with Greg Boyd. Right, he's doing he's doing a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really good. And so I, I YouTube it from like my phone. I cast it to my TV, and so that ended at eleven thirty, and since then. I have just been watching the suggested video after suggested video and it, it <laughs> uh, the rabbit hole. Oh my God. But it, so it started Are they all me, just sermons. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it immediately. Well, no. So I exited out of the sermon and then like the, the next suggested was like um, most badass movie scenes. And there's like seven parts to it so i've just been watching that and it's pretty much just every like john wick uh drive um sicario just like all the the algorithm has you pegged to that fuck yeah dude to it i was gonna say what exactly connected that to your greg boyd sermon on the mount Uh, and what was funny was so like today the sermon was all about forgiveness and i immediately (laughs) went into john bernthal beating the shit out of prisoners and killing it's just like you you went straight to revenge yeah (laughs) instead of the forgiver it's the punisher whoops yeah 70 times seven i'm gonna whoop that ass that's what he's talking about judgment retribution so I guess I can. Uh... Oh, sweet! Thank you. I'm getting a, a loaded tea delivered. Say nice. hello. To... I'm not getting the same treatment here at all. Yeah. Do, y'all, do y'all have? Do y'all we need have? A Patreon. Do y'all have yeah. loaded teas? Is that a phenomenon where you're at yet? Um. I mean, there's always been like the half and halves, like the um. Arnold Palmer stuff and stuff like that, but that's no. So, so these, I I imagine it'll come your way. It's essentially like pre-workout. So they're, they're caffeinated. Hot girl summer on it. Yeah. That's what it's called. Specifically order that. (laughs) It's called the hot girl summer. Look how beautiful it is. It's it's a, for those that that can't see it's a, it is a, a, a deep purple reddish hue at the bottom, a perfect gradient into a lovely, lemon at the top it's strawberry it's delicious and it's full Ooh. of caffeine is that coming from a like specific chain i don't feel like we have those up so here. like overnight <clears throat> like seven of these stores just opened up <clears throat> like this one is called 
Boulevard Nutrition. Shout out Boulevard Nutrition. This episode brought to you by Boulevard Nutrition. Try the hot girl summer today. Uh, but literally, like, it, it's kind of a, it's like a racket, I guess. So it's like these these stores. It's a racket. Well, it is, dude. They're, <laughs> they're just little, because I'm pretty sure all it is is pre-workout powder and like syrup and water. Because it's like they they have these like packet these powder packets, they mix it in with like strawberry, you know, like imagine like a um, like a Sonic cherry limeade, full of fucking caffeine. Like that's what it is. All I'm hearing is you paid someone to put an unknown powdered substance in a drink, and you that's paid an probably a point. decent amount of money for it. Yeah, and I'm okay. And I'm All reaping right. the I'm. Telling you, for it. they will seem happy. They will, <laughs> if it hasn't reached your, uh, you know, like everything good, it starts in the south and it'll eventually uh, reach you, Yankees. I don't think that's, that's true. No, it's not. It's not fair. Do you have? Do you have? A, do you have Wegmans down there? Wegmans? Do you have Wegmans down there? Wegmans. Yeah. Wegmans was a different. You know, you know the home, the home of the greatest sub ever. No. I don't even well, know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> strike, strike one. We have no Wegmans. I will, I will say we are starting to get Chick-fil-A's up this way, and that makes me about as happy as can be. Uh, y'all didn't have Chick-fil-A? I still have to drive almost 45 minutes to an hour to get to one. Dude, you know how much general managers make at Chick-fil-A's? Like no annually? Idea. Guess. Throw out a number. 70 150 oh that's crazy plus bonuses yeah what by general <laughs> manager do you mean like a manager that's over like one chick-fil-a or over yes. a bunch one that's crazy and you get chick-fil-a that's like double bonus yeah, yeah i don't i don't Chick-fil-A care franchises says. are I so could, stupidly profitable i could literally eat chick-fil-a almost every day I, I think the sandwiches are amazing. I, I'm sure I'd get sick of them, but like every time I go south and I get them, I'm just like, why do these taste so good? They're, I'm kind of, I, I honestly, I think I'm getting to a point where I'm sort of, now their breakfast, like their chicken biscuits and their mm-hmm. grilled chicken and egg on English muffin is unbeatable. I'll hold that against anything, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. over, like, I don't know. It's kind of lost it for me. Yeah. All their sauces are pretty badass too, and we've started to get them in stores, like the Polynesian, oh, yeah. the Polynesian sauce and the Chick Fil A sauce. We can get in like bottles up here now, which is pretty awesome. They finally, this was straight up my idea, and I have like internet proof. I mean, I'm sure oh, someone man. else has done it, but I posted years ago that I would dump my cinnamon toast crunch milk into coffee as coffee creamer. And I went into the store and they literally had cinnamon toast crunch milk coffee cream. And you oh. think because you did that once you have some steak yeah, in it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I want my royalties, please. Now, now you screenshot your proof, make it an FT and you're good to go. <laughs> I There's also, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I had a friend, a, a long time ago we've kind of parted ways i guess over time but he he used to swear to me that he had written up diagrams that proved that he he created a computer 
before the first computer, like in the like in the early seventies, oh he had like man. diagrams. Is his name Al Gore? No, but that's why they call it the Al Gore. It always makes me laugh because he he, <laughs> would, he would fight with you that he came up with that idea before it came out. It was it was pretty hysterical. I mean, it's possible. I'm sure many people did, right? Yeah, I mean, you could argue. Like, I mean, even in World War II, like, um, what's his name there? You know, when they did the the machine, the imitation game machine there. Is that Charles Babbage? No, 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 no. Who's the Who's the guy that was in that imitation oh, game? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Cumber Schnitzel, Bender Snatch. Um, yeah, that who, guy. who did he play? It was. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on that. Fuck. It was like the mathematician, right? Yeah, but that was definitely a computer. That that machine. Alan Turing. Yeah, is Alan it. Turing. Yeah. The Turing machine. The, yeah. The other yeah. thing I invented, and I. This is I nobody nobody believes me, but okay. Adventure Time. You know the are you familiar with the cartoon? Oh yes, I'm familiar with it. Okay. When I was eight years old, okay, my art teacher for an assignment had me design a cartoon character. I drew a dog, a a like pug bulldog named Jake. I swear to you. It is Jake from Adventure Time. The same, like, mouth, the same. I No one believes me. I feel like this I is like a glitch in the Matrix dude. situation. It's, I have found the original drawings that I did, and I'm like, holy shit. I'm not saying whether I do or do not believe you, but it's kind of hard to believe. It's like, very, <laughs> I'm not saying. That's a, that's I'm not saying. Idea, I'm not saying <laughs> that they copied me. I'm just saying it is an insane coincidence. Maybe they discovered it, and he's like, "Oh, this is good. This Jed kid knows what he's doing." Let's you didn't happen off. to trade any old drawings for drugs back in the day. Did I you? did actually. Well, then there you go. That's what it uh, was. I think at some oh, point so, today, too, we should talk about the uh, Egyptian pyramids, the tunnels under the Sphinx and what it means. I would like to. What, <laughs> is that, is that a about, new thing? I don't no, know. You, tunnels. Listen, I'm going to take this a whole different direction. They're underneath, Kenan, and there's probably hidden secrets to our whereabouts. Listen, tunnels under is it Springfield, Missouri, full of cheese. Is that true? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what is it like a stockpile of cheese? It is a giant stockpile. I feel like you did just go it's in a very just different as direction. Important. Well, you said <laughs> it's semi-related. I heard caves and my mind just went, ooh, food. Cave so, food, why not? Yeah, so uh once again on the broken record, I, I figured out, yeah, I told you I figured out all my panic stuff this week was so I've dude, I have stopped. The, the medicine I take at night, Remeron, Mirtazapine, I have started and stopped it like four times. Never had any issues. Never. Not once. Maybe like three days of like, eh. Is that a taper thing or you can just stop it cold turkey? I just normally? stopped it. I just, every time I just stopped it cold turkey. No problems. No problems. Hmm. And so I stopped it. Today is like day 13. But last tuesday i crippling panic attack crippling panic attack and what drives me fucking insane is like nobody 
It's like, nobody believes me. I mean, I know I do this like all the time. I get it. I get it. And everyone just assumes like. Like they don't believe that you're having them or they don't believe that it's yeah, causing or, them. Or, or that it's serious or that it's like, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fucking idiot. I understand. I know when my body is right. I know when it's wrong. I know when it's a medical biochemical panic attack or when it's like i just have some anxiety like i know the difference okay Mm -hmm. so but i had an episode i didn't know what it was and i was really like what is i'm losing my mind like what is this Mm -hmm. and then i did some googling uh well and then i think i exacerbated it by taking the methylfolate which i don't even want to go down that rabbit hole but it's like if people have heard about the MT, I've talked about it here before, the the genetic mutation where you are an undermethylator of folic uh, acid. Yeah. And so <laughs> the theory is that like you take methylfolate and that is supposed to help your antidepressants work better and all that. Um, so I decided to try that again and what sometimes happens is you can imagine your brain, this is a very simplistic view, but if your brain uh, is full of neurotransmitters that have just clogged the drain and the drain is just stacked up and then all of a sudden you just unclog the drain and everything just shoots through all at once. And that's basically what happened. And then then I did more Googling and figured out that it was like Rimmer on withdrawal symptoms. So it was just a, it was just an awful hmm. week. Yeah. Panic attacks suck, dude. They're like, yeah, the worst. Dude. like anybody who doesn't take that shit seriously has never really had a serious panic deck because it's well, crazy. It's crazy. That's yeah. my question is who isn't believing you? Should you surround yeah. yourself with someone else? Yeah. Yeah. They're bullshit friends. Get like, rid of them. Is it your doctor that's not believing you or like just some my doctor was kind of incredulous about it. It's, it's just like, dude, this is, I, this is the shit that makes me just not want to mess with medicine at all. Cause it's like, I don't know, man. They do call it medical practice that's what i'm saying and it's like they like doctors just don't understand well express especially with antidepressants and things like they really don't know they don't know and they don't know what it's like getting on them and they don't know what it's like coming off of them like i have a friend that Mm -hmm. just started taking prozac right now and he's flipping out and i had to be like no okay that that's normal but it's like your doctor doesn't tell you any of that right like well, it's because they're like, hoping they're hoping that nothing happens, and like for sure. And the reality is, and, is, it almost I'll try and mitigate else. it and say like, "Oh, you may experience like a mood swing." Right. But what does that mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. May experience some discomfort. <laughs> yeah. They, they really don't prepare you at all for the things you experience or the things you might experience and the stuff that they oftentimes say like, Oh, well that like shouldn't happen or something like that. Like you look it up and it's happening to like tons of people. Everyone, bro. Uh, surviving antidepressants.com is an interesting forum. Um, so, but then, uh, then the, the good part of the week was on a whim. So, you know how I haven't been going to church, but I saw, uh, I got an email said that small groups were starting up and I saw that my buddy 
uh he was the guy that played keyboard in our worship band i saw that he was hosting one so i was like okay i'll go check that out and when i got there it was literally everyone which is only like five people but everybody at the church that i hang out with or that i like Mm -hmm. um and like four people are going through divorces it was just like it was just like oh my god this is, setup. this is exactly what I wanted. And everyone was like, yeah, we just wanted, you know, something deeper than uh, a, a Sunday morning and stuff. It is it is hilarious to me um, because at one point, you know, and everyone was getting like real and serious. And at one point uh, someone was like, man, normal people just never get to experience this where like we just get real with each other. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been going to AA meetings for decades, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you, being, you, being you are in any right. kind of recovery is a different world. Yes, bro. But that's so I'm, I'm definitely having to be humble and just being like, because it is true, though, the normal person doesn't well, it, have that and they need it. And you've talked about this before, and I find it to be true, too. Like, I'm a chronic like oversharer like where it's just like i'm so conditioned because of like different programs i've gone through or things like that like i'm just conditioned to like just like just yeah, lay, lay it all lay, out lay, there lay, lay, lay shit out it. there and it's just like sometimes i'm like oh like Shouldn't i'm not done that I, yeah like i'm not like this so much anymore because i've been burnt a few times but if you get in one of those groups where you stay say stuff and then like everybody's like oh you're you're crazy and nobody yeah. else shares like it's the most uncomfortable thing <laughs> it is like it is you really but, gotta you know. feel it out that's not on you though no, no it's I, not i know it's not and I, you know and then I, I know it's the right thing to do you know it's like we've all been in groups where it's like it's kind of stopped up i'm sure and like all it takes is one person to like lay the truth out to be like oh okay and like everybody yeah it's like permission to share you need somebody to do that yeah I've heard it said before. That's like creating elbow room for others to express themselves. Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right Matt Carter. Oh, that okay. That's oh. where. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you called me on it. Yeah, that's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> Matt Carter is an. Uh, we just provide some elbow room. <laughs> you caught me. Nice. Um. All right. So now that we got that bullshit out of the way, <laughs> what? We're all so, gonna die. Yes, <laughs> it's the end. So Ken- Kenan is the is the resident doomsayer, and I'll just preface yeah, to say, I and I think all of us agree that this this stuff is just sort of fascinating to talk about, and maybe it is the uh, the beaten down middle class people that we are that would like maybe like we're ready to get some time off of work, so the idea of the world ending is kind of like oh okay cool something different. <laughs> um, but he constantly freaks me out with like the stock market and like everything. So we got, we got uh, the stock market. We got the Russia thing right now. And Is that even still going on? I feel like it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm barely oh, yeah. getting any. No, dude. Listen. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to go off, but yes, it is still going up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you are. And like, it, it, I, I'm a chronic like non-news person, so did it's like you not, I, I did I not share? So the the video I sent my I shared on Facebook was Vladimir basically saying like, "You you think I won't do it? Like I'll fucking nuke everyone. Like I'll do it, dude. I swear. Like like literally, he was just like, "You think I'm kidding? But I'll do it." 
I think we anyway, should push so <laughs> all right, <laughs> continue. Sorry. Cannon. Yeah, wherever you wherever you want to start. Yeah, yeah destroy right. destroy well, our sense of yes, safety. I I will say, sure, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I have a what I would like to call a realistic outlook on things. <laughs> uh, but when I look at the American system as a whole, I think we are in deep doo-doo. Um, where to begin? Well, so I guess it it kind of started in 08, right? So, well, okay. not started, so, but got yeah. brought. The last the... probably major occurrence was, yes, in 08. And if any of you have watched the movie The Big Short, that explains um, actions that different hedge funds took in wrapping up what they called CDOs putting junk bonds together, selling them, making them look like assets. In reality, they were mortgages that would fail. And there was no government oversight at the time, which then eventually resulted in something called the Dodd-Frank Act. And I'm like, I know I've been looking into this for a while. So I'm trying to keep it like layman's terms. Yes, and I'll, I'll ask mm-hmm. to define things if I feel like people need them. And and GameStop will have to come up at some point too, because that's also <laughs> listen. I love GameStop. This is bigger than GameStop. Oh, this is like shit. this is our like, this is our economy. Yeah. If I if if I were to oversimplify, I guess GameStop's just a manipulated. Yes. Stock. If I were to oversimplify it, it's that corporations are greedy. The government doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds them. And so they've let things go on enough. And meanwhile, the Fed is just printing more money that the upper echelon is trying to keep. That's okay. the long and short of it. So what So what happened between, I guess, start from like 2008, I guess. Okay. So there were some regulations put into effect that helped curb some of the abuses that Uh, market makers and hedge funds would make. And these are corporations involved in the stock market that provide capital, like liquidity, liquidity that match orders to buyers, um, that allow the wheels of financial capitalism to turn pretty much. So you have things like stocks, which are portions of a company that you can own, that you can buy, and you hope that the company that you buy does better, which should, in theory, cause that stock price to increase, and you can sell later at a profit. Or there's something called stock derivatives, which are like the options market, which are bets on betting, that you're betting that the stock will go up. So you bet that you will purchase 100 shares at a certain price, and hopefully in the future. Those are like and, options making. And then what is like, shorting? Shorting is, is if you have a stock that you are betting against that you don't necessarily own. You're betting it goes down, basically. Correct. Okay. Yes. And so how so, do you financially gain off of that? And correct me if I'm asking like questions that are irrelevant. No, this is entirely relevant. So um, 
So it's one a- famous example of shorting is like a pharmaceutical company makes this new drug and it actually proves to be fairly useful. Well, another pharmaceutical company doesn't like it. So they get their friends with lots of money to short this other company. So once the company goes public and the stock market, they'll keep betting against it. Well, when the market sees all these bets against the company, that looks bad. So then they'll start selling stock because it looks like this company isn't doing well. So it'll drive the price down. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so, so let me ask you this, because I'm a little, I understand the mechanism, but I don't really understand why, why does a bunch of people betting in the same direction really say anything about the actual health of the stock? Because it doesn't really seem like it does it, directly. It doesn't. Right. In, in a purely free market, it's supply and demand and selling and buying of stocks and options will directly influence the price. But this is where it gets muddy. There is something called dark pools, which have a function in the markets where hedge funds and market makers can trade directly with each other, large orders of like chunks of a hundred buys or sells at a time. But because they're not in the lit market, it doesn't affect the price. So if you have a market maker, they can take retail orders, but also route them through the dark pool so they do not influence price. So in something like GameStop, um, you could have a large demand for their stock, which is what happened in January of 2021. Yeah, it's 2022 now. Market makers like Citadel took a lot of those orders and rerouted them through dark pools to help negate the effect on the price. And you also had the clearinghouse called Apex tell different, um, what's the word, brokerages like Robinhood to turn off the buy button which is don't let anyone buy it. They can only sell. That's that. That's illegal as fuck, right? I I was just going to say, that seems blatantly illegal. So there was a federal hearing with the Senate Financial Services Committee a couple months after that. And basically the brokerage's argument was we were trying to protect retail. They could have lost a lot of money. Now, whether Uh, or not you believe that, I don't. But, but that's how the market works. Correct. Yes. So, yeah. It just seems crazy yeah. to me. And so, so didn't... When you... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, so I was going to say, that's, that's part of the thing is that kind of, that event in particular sparked a large retail interest in the inner mechanisms of the stock market and trying to figure out how it actually works. Not theoretically, not what you learn in, you know, macroeconomics class, like supply and demand, like what are the market structures that actually influence price and does it serve any sort of purpose for the retail user? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's, so this is where like, so like, you know, Zuckerberg and Bezos and Musk, it's like, you know, when, 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 when you say they they have whatever 200 billion dollars it's like they don't right it's just like stock 
and things like that, correct? It could be, or it could be something like art. Like if I had, if I had $5,000, I said, okay, Jed, I'm going to commission you to make me a painting for $5,000. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, great. So you paint me something. And then I have an assessor say, well, that painting's actually worth like $20,000. The actual value was determined by the assessor, not what I paid for it. So I created a value out of nothing. And that happens within the art world specifically a ton, right? Sure. Yeah. Which is, I mean, all you're doing is and that's the what, point that those people in power can manipulate the system. So it always falls in their favor. Yes. And you can play both sides of a stock trade. So then what... Um, so then what is going on that would possibly make the system collapse or whatever? And what, what was like um, Evergrande? Evergrande in China? Yeah. Yeah. So they are a large, um, what's it called? Owners of property. Uh, real estate? Real Maybe. estate. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So they were the largest growing real estate pretty much maker in China. Um, And they are donezo. They've failed. You're just waiting for the final ball to drop and them to drop off of their stock market. You talked to us about this a ways back and how big of a deal this is. Yeah. So what does that have to do with old Jed Payne in Louisiana? (laughs) Jed Payne in Louisiana has property, correct? Do you I mean, rent I, or, or I rent own? my rent. Okay. So someone owns the property that you live in. Yep. They are probably paying a loan on it. Okay. That loan is probably wrapped up in a mortgage backed security, which is bundled with a bunch of other mortgages or rental properties. Different companies just like to trade properties around like trading cards, basically, and assign values to them. Um, again, this is like watch the big short and you have like ratings firms that rate the quality of properties and bonds and whether or not the loans will get repaid and whatnot. But basically their whole goal goal as a company is to make it look like they have a boatload of assets because if you have assets, you can take out loans, you can Mm -hmm. buy other properties the it's financial really, market's a giant play place. Like it's really, it's re, it's really not any different than like, like if you took it down to like somebody like you or me, like if I own a house and property, technically I can use that to leverage loans be, because, <laughs> because of the assets that they can like bet against. Right. Like basically, yes. and it's just so, on a larger scale. It's, it's yeah. So thank you for simplifying it like that. Cause yeah. in my mind, like it's a huge system. But yes, you have assets which are backed that you can use to get loans and try and create other income streams like buying other properties, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Basically, the financial markets themselves don't produce anything. It's right. just a game of betting. So industries like the auto industry, whatever, they produce cars. So they have something to back it up. The financial industry doesn't, ha- doesn't create anything in the- for the end user. 
so, so how does that, well, how does that so, apply to, when you've got stocks though? Because stocks are backing an actual thing. Well, wait, 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 wait. finish, finish the thought though on like, so what does the Evergrande collapsing have to, how is that going to have rippling effects across the world? Uh, so because they're one of the largest real estate companies that was actually, they had like, I think they were twice as big as what like Bear Stearns was in 08. I, I don't know the exact number, but they were larger. And let me caveat everything that I've said so far. One, I'm not a financial services guy. You don't have to believe a dang thing I'm saying right now. But Which I don't. You, can, you can look up things like our current inflation rate, how much money the Fed has printed in the past 10 years. You can look at how many accounts are buying on margin right now in the stock market versus 2008. Like all those are facts that I just happen to interpret my way. You can interpret it differently. What is what I'm. Oh yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. But what I'm seeing is that people who are in power and have lots of money like to keep it, which seems like a standard human thing Mm -hmm. and unregulated. They've been allowed to go on too long and amass so much but now it's finally catching up with them. And I think that that ball is about to drop. How, like what would, like what's uh, going on that, so and like us, did the did the pandemic have anything to do with it? It, it could have influenced it. It might've like accelerated the, time, the timeline, but you see that with like supply chains. Basically for us, the end user is inflation. Mm-hmm. Like you look at our monthly inflation reports and what January, 2022 was 7.4%, I think. So the cost of how the fed currently calculates it, everything is 7.4% higher cost these days than it was this time last year on average. Right. right. I mean, they divided up by sector like housing or fuel costs or whatever. It just happens to average out at seven and a half percent. Which is basically outpacing like our, like our, our pay scales. Correct. So if you do not make at least seven and a half percent more this year than you did this time last year, you are losing money in terms of buying power. Right. Um, I will say too, like, I don't know, I would, I would be interested and this is a little bunny trail, I suppose, but are your guys's like energy costs shifting? Like my, uh, just on a side note, my electric bill has almost tripled since last i like i literally had to call my electric company and be like is this right and like my well like, did, did you have like, any did you have any out uh mass outages in the area or like emergency zones no no they actually explained huh. it to me that like my delivery cost like for my electricity went from five cents a kilowatt hour to 13 cents that's insane it's that is almost insane. it's almost tripled like, and that's just one more thing where it's like, holy crap, like my monthly, like just living cost for a utility is so much higher than it was last year that it's like, it, it's nuts. I mean, and it's not just that it's the grocery store. It's everything. Well, yeah, I see, I see it mostly at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Cer- certainly yeah. there. Yep. I, and, so, yeah, and you it's- can, let's say you can look at your normal cost of living and just track it yourself. Yeah. You don't have to look at like the monthly New York Fed reports. Wasn't like the interest rate in the eighties, like 18%. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I have the chart somewhere where it keeps track of like the historical data. But the, <laughs> the funny thing is, is they've also changed how they calculate it. Like I think after 08, it's not as aggressive inflation-wise as it used to be. I think if they use the old way to calculate inflation, we would currently sit at about 14 to 16%. Oh, I got Instead you. of the seven and a half. Um, I got you. But yeah, they're, historically, I don't want to make it like the gamblers fallacy. We're like, oh, we haven't had inflation for a while. It's about time. But like this stuff is happening. That's why. So what's the deal with like the loans? Or like America's debt and like default or something. So our currently we our debt is higher than our gross domestic product at like one hundred and thirty six percent or something. So we're borrowing more than what we're producing. But we which, got a but we got a big old debt and like nobody's gonna do nothing. Well, that's <laughs> isn't that's the, thing? the it's ultimate like, well, thing? It's like what are you gonna do? Like what that's you probably do? the come, only come thing get we it, have, bitch. It's, it's like well, the only yeah. thing we have in our corner is that we're like a yeah. superpower come get it well and we can go into things like fiat currency and the fact that we're not gold backed anymore and nixon doing that in the 70s like it's yeah. just a piece of paper that we say is worth something so that's that's that that's my mm. argument with crypto and stuff nfts also seem like the, the like the the amount of just like, I mean, I guess it's all imaginary, but the, um, the, the staggering amounts of just like imaginary money being floated around right now is just, it's insane. But it's not We're even it, trying it, to visualize like what a billion dollars is. Well, it's, it's such a ludicrous number. I mean, we throw it around, but when you actually think about it, it's oh, I, I got into, dude, I got into this. Art. I, I was so mad in my um in my history class, which is with a, a bunch of children, you know, like 18, 19 year olds. Uh, somehow we got on the topic of Bezos and billionaires. And I was like, there's no such thing as a as a moral billionaire. Like you, you can't you can't earn a billion dollars. And holding that much wealth is is it's just immoral. And everyone's like. What, what are you talking about? And I'm like, and everyone that argues against it is, is because you want that. But that's, I was like, you don't understand. It's like, if you spent a million or a thousand dollars a second, you'd spend it in what, uh, what is it? Like 36 years or something. No, 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 it, no, 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 no. It's if, no, it, it, if you spent a thousand dollars a second, it would take you 33 years to spend a billion. Years. And it, I think it was like, yeah, and 11 days is a million. Yeah, I kind of like, I, I would say it's like, unimaginable. I probably would have like, I, I bet even a year ago, I would have probably slightly sided with the, oh, well, it's the free market. You know, if you can make it, that's fine. I'm actually more on your it's side. It's not now. a free market, though. That's my point. Well, yeah. I would love, I would love a free market. I'm like, I'm more on, like, I'm falling where Jed is kind of like, I, I just think like that amount of money, like the amount of power you actually have to be able to help people is so staggering. Like it's unbelievable. And you can still be super well to do. And if you give away 80% of it, 
Well, that's what right. I'm saying. You right. could literally give away 80, you really probably having, 90. You could having, give away 90% of it and still live like a king. Because that's yeah, like, just <laughs> yes. So the 33 years thing is one billion, and you've got and there are trillionaires. Yeah, yeah. which is a number that, that is not is, even no, that, that's what I've seen. And that literally, and so this was what my me and my uncle were having this discussion about how like um like basically what uh, Jesus was saying is like the basically the rich people have their reward. It's like the mm-hmm. like you can there are people that are gods on earth. Like they can manipulate. They live in a different reality. They can manipulate reality in a different way. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's God's like that's all you get though. It's like when when this is done, it's done. Like you're not you're not living forever. You're not going to eternal life. Like it's over. So I hope you enjoyed it, sort of thing, which is a scary thought, you know, because it's like you see the people because they are. And and I think in the face of eternity, those people will understand how evil it was to have so much while. Oh, it's just, you you know, what's crazy. I just had this thought, so it could be completely off base, but I don't think it is, is that like, I think there's a lot of people like that and they're obviously well protected. It's like, they really can almost do anything. It doesn't matter. I, you know, to to the point of murder, to the point of whatever they can get away with it because they can manipulate anybody. And I wonder if like, occasionally, you know, these people go down like, you know, Weinstein or whatever, you know, and they make they like with the, you know, the island and all that crap. And they make a big deal out of it. Like, oh, even even those guys can get taken down. I, I even wonder if that's a red herring where it's like, it, absolutely, they're, they're, they're like making you see that and going like, oh, okay, those guys are human too. But really, they're not that he, he was like a pawn. Yes, there's, there's a thousand other guys doing the same stuff or worse. They're just not one person, two people went down. Yeah. And it's a smokescreen to make us feel like, oh, okay, those bad guys are gone. No, bro. It is a complete, it is a complete illusion of justice. And and like the, oh, the very fact that that shit. John Barenthal when you need him. Exactly, dude. Go punish some people. Like the fact that they did that shit in plain view and got away with it tells you everything you need to know. And everything you need to know and the cra- the craziest part is is like you won't talk to a person who doesn't say like oh yeah that guy was absolutely killed right like everybody knows it right <laughs> a lot of yet. people think he's he's alive that they yet, they, they, yet. they busted him out yeah it's yeah, nuts yet. yeah and we just moving on move along nothing to see here exactly oh, it's over. oh you you mean to tell me rich people pay to have sex with children oh wow okay Anyway, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to wear a mask, <sighs> dude. I'm yeah. It's listen. Crazy. I'm gonna summarize this whole thing. I like the love of money absolutely corrupts. Yeah, mm. but yet we all love it. We all I know. want it, and I want it too. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not staring at the stock market waiting for. The okay, rainfall. well here, okay, like, well then let's play this game. What do you? All right, so I do too. What I want it for is security. I don't want to. I don't want to worry about uh, losing my house. Um, I don't want to worry about how I'm going to take care of myself when I'm old, having a place to live. 
uh, and eating and doing things I want to do. That's that's why I would want money. What about you? Uh, all right, I'll go next. I mean, I want to believe that my intentions are pure. <laughs> like, but I also know myself. I'm not crazy. I'm not saying I'm going to go nuts, but like, realistically, I'm like, I want to believe, I mean, really what I want to do is I want to pay off my debt and I kind of want to be at zero where I can just, I'm not even saying I don't want to work, like work's fine. Like, but I would like to just be able to like save money and like, and, and just be in a comfortable spot where I don't have to worry. You'd be able to, you'd be able to do what you love. Yeah. And be able to find something you want to do. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I also realistically know that like, if I had a million dollars, like I want to believe that I could give away half of that to, you know, you know, to do those. I don't know. Feel it. I don't know. Like I would certainly be, I would certainly be charitable. I have everyone has those fantasies, but where's the limit where you're like, and then you, then you start thinking like, Ooh, taxes though. I'd only have 750,000. And then, Ooh, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I would die. I'm pretty sure I would die from drug overdose. I think that's how that would go. I well, don't know and that. And, I and, there's, and there's also like, you've always got in the back of your head, like people going like, Oh, a million dollars. That's not, that's, that's not that much money anymore. It's exactly. Yeah. It's like, not, you, you may not even be able to live till you retire on a million dollars. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can dude. Yeah. You can <laughs> like, yeah. just, just, yeah, you could. It's just the comfort level you get used to. Right. Yeah. How do you not keep increasing that? Yeah. Because like for me, like I, I'm half worried if I ever get rich. Like I'm playing this GameStop thing because I believe in it. Yeah. Hopefully, I can pay off my school loans. Spectacular. Right. But I'm also scared shitless. Pardon the language. If any of my parents are listening, if I get rich, I don't want to turn into my worst nightmare well think about this you get rich every every single relationship you have changes every single you're going to question every motivation people are going to and then it becomes about money exactly it's unavoidable so so, because i don't want to lose it do you really think it's unavoidable though i feel like i could fly under the radar i know everybody says that all right dude if you if you don't change your lifestyle, well, so you're saying you you wouldn't tell anyone. That's kind of what I'm saying. I would I, like I, like I, like if I had to a, not. If I had a windfall in the stock market that really changed my life, yeah, you'd have to I, not tell anyone. I feel like you would have to kind of be pretty quiet about it. You yes. know, like I'll pay off my cars. I'm gonna live in the same house. Maybe I'll move, but it's still gonna be pretty humble. And and like just live yeah, your life knowing that you're comfortable you and you don't have to worry about. Yeah, it. I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely have the fantasy of like it, uh, the the charitable fantasy of like, oh, I'd give this person this, this person this, this and this. But and it, I genuinely would to some level. I mean, I would love like genuinely like, and I'm not yeah, bullshit here. Like, if you could like, if I could say like right now, like you know what, I've got two million dollars. Like, you know what, Jed. I'm buying you a house. Yeah. Like, 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 like Mr. Beast. That would be freaking awesome. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like Mr. Beast. That's like, he does it. Like it's literally like, yeah, life changing, life changing stuff. But the, the love of money really to me underscores the futility of this reality because it's like, 
okay, all of a sudden you've got all the money in the world, then what? It's it's just like, you know, uh, that yes. is why you mm-hmm. eventually start. That's where you get pedophiles from. That's where you get like uh, red rooms from. If you believe those are real, that's where, because it's like, dude, once you, okay, you can do everything. You can do anything. So what are right. you going to do? You know? Well, and it's, it's, and it's the common problem that like, I think certainly like people who have addictive personalities know everything runs out. Like yes, eventually the high is no is now the norm. Tolerance. So, is so what do you so, chase it? So what yeah. do you chase next? I mean, and it, it's certainly the same. It's probably worse with money and wealth. Yeah, because you're not like taking something that's necessarily going to kill you. You're like now you're just doing whatever. That will immediately kill you. It'll kill your soul. Right. It's a totally I, different thing. I mean, and it, it that's and it, it does make sense. Like why like the harshest warnings are about misappropriation of wealth because yeah i can see how that can just destroy you because you become your own you know you really don't need god anymore you become completely self-sufficient like you know until you know the the great that's probably why everyone fantasizes about the great equalizers of like a crash or a disaster because it's like ha now now that all your things <laughs> you're are now. you're on my level yeah now that all your things it's you're, what the fuck? you're new poor i'm old poor it's like and i what the thing is i can't i cannot even properly conceptualize a reality without I don't even understand how it seems like I don't without, okay, no money. Okay. So we go back to bartering, but that would just eventually turn into money again. Or like, you know, it's like, what it's would it even? It's just a different currency. Just a different it's currency. What, it's I whatever don't really... value as scientists, something. And it's always going to be there. I actually don't think as, I mean, this is going to sound kind of whatever, but like on, on this, on this side of reality. Yeah. I, I don't think you can get away from that fact. Like, it's always going to be a system of, oh, Kenan has something that I would like. How can I get it? Okay, I can give him this for it. And he wants this more than this. Like, it's always going to turn into that. Yeah. Which I is, and I, and I don't even, I don't even know if that's bad. Like, I mean, it, it's pure state. I mean, if, if you have something I want and I have something you want and we agree to trade on it and now we both are happy. Sure. But what's what, the difference? No, wait, right, 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 right. The what what seems to inevitably happen is that I have more than you, and, yes. and then and then I become a dragon <laughs> that hoards treasure, and you want it, and I don't want to get you know it's a uh, yes. it and is, that's the like, human for, condition that uh, once you realize you're like oh you mean you'll trade more because I have this than what you traded last time. Or yeah. I know, or I know the thing that you have is worth more than you think, and I'm going to cheat you out of it. I mean, I guess this like, is this is where you know this is where like monastic, you know, like uh, people that yeah join convents and monasteries. Yeah, I mean, I guess people do tap out the, of this system. The rejection of all. I'll tell you what, it's there is an appeal to it. Property, yeah, like yeah. I get it. Those people that like bug out and like they're in the middle of the freaking woods living like. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like Ted Kaczynski, man. There's a lot of them <laughs> doing that. Have yeah. you ever seen, which by the way, have you ever, I mean, this is a side note, but have you ever seen the uh, like the old Vietnam vets? Like there's, a, there's shows on it 
where like these old Vietnam vets basically couldn't reintegrate with society. And they're like basically in the middle of the woods, like in like, you know, Tennessee or whatever, you know, in different States, especially down South, they're like living like in the middle of like a hundred acres of woods, completely off the grid. Oh, that sounds, that sounds, uh, terrible <laughs> also it, sounds like a lack of mental care after yeah war. exactly oh yeah 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 but you can look it up there's like quite a lot of them it's kind of frightening that does that does ring a bell actually i don't know yeah it's this is yeah i think you're right i guess we're just stuck in this thing it does suck though i mean and that's what that's what midlife crises are is in my opinion it's where uh God, I try to t- I try to instill this in like the groups that I teach. I'm just like, dude, does it not seem terrible that like, okay, the meaning of life is just to accumulate shit and just like be comfortable? I mean, I guess I guess I do the same thing whether well, I mean well, we to all or want not. Some, we all want some level of comfort. Right. I, I guess it, it goes, I guess it, it, it circles back to me to like, okay, well then what, what are we supposed to do? Like what, what are, what's the plan here? This is where religion comes in. Yeah. Try to answer that question. Like what is my purpose in life? Well, and I think like for me, like when you said the midlife crisis thing, like I think there was a point, I don't know if I, I mean, my wife would probably call it a midlife crisis, but like, I like, there's definitely a point to me where what I think starts happening is you start looking back on your life and the years you have in front of you. And you start thinking like, what is my legacy? Like, what am I doing to make a difference? Like if I die, will anybody be affected and will they remember me? Like, have I done anything of meaning? And I think that's where it really foundationally comes from it's not like you know did i ever get the ferrari i wanted it's it's more of have i left any meaningful mark on the world yeah very you know? true a legacy yeah yeah i mean because we are finite and the reality is is in 50 years nobody will remember me and that's totally i might hey there, there'll be uh okay let's three let's episodes walk. floating let's around walk. the internet well and that's that's true that's true and those are those things that like kind of like increase that, the longevity of who we are, you know, in the media, but all that can go away too. I know. And that that's, I guess that's <laughs> kind of, as much as I complain sometimes, I guess that is kind of why I went into like human services because it is something I feel like I'm potentially ripple affecting like generations. You know? and, I th- and I think you're totally right. Like you have no idea, like in the, Long Guys, run, I gotta go like, quit my job. I think you should. It's probably the only <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I need to do something different. Yeah, my you know, I look at like my job and I I don't I don't think it's life change. You, you know what I mean? It's it's a paycheck. Like there are things that I do, like we work with the community in my job. Like I can be proud of that. But do I well, have and a- it's well personal stamp not really i mean but then i guess you could you just take it down to okay so how can i affect the lives of my neighbors and co-workers you know every because it's you know not, i think that's key yes so not everyone can be in a in a like you know oh uh, what's you know it's a cliched thing but like you know pe- wherever you're at can be 
where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to have influence, you know, like, uh, well, and, and, and things that seem fairly small. I mean, your podcast is a perfect example. What have I, what have I ever met? It's you? not small. It's huge. It is massive. It's the second largest. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. I didn't mean to misspeak there, but, but in all, in all honesty, like we live in different parts of the country. I would have never met you. I would have never met Kenan or the other guys. And yeah. And, the, and these are people who have influence in my life and their stories matter to me. And now you guys matter to me, you know? Yeah. So like, I mean, that's a pretty big thing, really. I mean, a hundred, a hundred years ago, this would have never happened. That's true. And I, and I guess that's the, I guess, I guess it is about people. I guess if we can condense it back down, it's like, okay, money should mainly be used as a tool to help people. Yeah, money itself is amoral. It's what Correct. you do with it. Correct. And yeah, I guess, or no, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, life should be about people, helping people. I guess that's just it. Well, and I think like when you look at the b- biblical stuff, you can really make an argument on both sides. God did not say, I mean, whatever, God, the Bible, you know, the, commu- the communication I get is not that money is inherently bad. No, it, it David, does. David was a king. It does say that like money is the root of all evil, but like I really don't the think love it, of money. The love of money. money. Thank you for that. That actually is <laughs> a very important thing. And like you know, you look at the thing where whatever the story was, where they like he basically scolded him for not investing the money and making money back, right? Right. Because he buried it. So it's like okay. So it's obviously okay. It's not only okay to like have money, but it's okay to make money and profit for sure. And it's, it's a, okay to it's okay to fail, because he said I'd much rather you do something with it and lose it than be apathetic. Right. Right. So that and, is and, not the problem. And there is, you know, and there is a weird. I really there is a weird paradox about like God being able to trust you to be a good steward. And like, it it does seem like the times in my life when I have, um, and this is like a challenge for myself. It constantly is like the times that I've been generous and not uh, dragon hoardy with whatever resources I have, the more resources I get. And the times I've been extremely selfish with my resources, it just seems like they vanish. Well, and you see that, you see that same thing. Like I did actually go through some, like, I don't know, doubt in this, but like, I remember, you know, like everybody hates the tithing, Yep. you know, the tithing <laughs> sermon, but like, I remember at certain points in my church where I felt like they were handling it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And you could see, like, I don't think it was bullshit that like people who, uh, I know. who, who tithed, faithfully and with like a with a good heart like seemed to do well like yeah. they seem to get financial rewards and i don't believe in the whole transactional thing no but i do but i do think that if you model that behavior of giving and not holding on to it tightly like there does seem to be a blessing in that there really does there and really if it does. happens to come out through a tithe I don't think that matters. I think it's really about the position of somebody's heart and God saying like, yeah, you're doing a good thing. Like there's no reason you shouldn't have some blessing in that. Yeah. 
I know yep. it's a touchy subject and obviously churches misuse it all the time, but I think oh, when it's sure. done, a, and when it, it's it done it appropriately. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be specific to tithe. I think just the idea of um, giving, I mean, generosity. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. just modeling that. Yeah. So join the church and other drugs, Patreon. For a yeah, exactly. So <laughs> patreon.com slash church and other drugs. All right. Well, that was a good conversation, boys. Uh, send me an email, church and other drugs at gmail.com. Uh, please join the Patreon. Uh, you know, just reach deep into your heart pockets. I mean, heart uh, and patreon.com slash church and other drugs. Uh, storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs. There's, Kenan, no, re- there's Andrew, really no reason not to. There isn't. Yeah. If you, there, there isn't. The blessings that you wrong. receive. The blessings you receive from the Patreon are just unfathomable. Lovers, me and you—a deal of matchless value. I was always quick to admit empty statements of bones and my heart shook. Oh, oh, oh. Let it shine.